from the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> We're just, this, this is the <laughs> Tiny House Podcast. God. <laughs> Welcome, you guys. Hey, it's MJ. <laughs> and this is Mark. And it's Barry. Wow. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, were you going to... Oh, that's next episode. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> what's going on? San Luis Obispo. Congratulations to become the second city... Holy ...in smokes. California that now fully allows tiny houses on wheels as ADUs. That's nice. awesome. Yeah, so that was announced this week. So we now, you know, so Fresno was, yep. a, of course, the first. Yep. San Luis Obispo mm. is now the second. Oh, hi. We're still mm. circling the wagons. Man, we're hoping for um, some progress down there in mm-hmm. Ojai. And then LA, LA uh, Latch Collective has been making a lot of progress, but no official announcements mm. yet. So slowly but surely. The other thing I don't know that we've talked about yet is the reach code here in Oregon. Um so we know that House Bill 2737 said, okay, y'all, you want to live in less than 600 square feet, here's how you do it. It was a new building code. But it did nothing for those of us that want to live on wheels. Mm-hmm. And so the REACH code recently came out September 20th that said, okay, for those of you that want to live in tiny houses on wheels, you can do that now as long as you have a foundation system that meets the intent of the code. And we're going to give our inspectors a lot more latitude in determining what is safe and what's occupiable. And that is huge. That is huge. Huge, huge. Like we're the only state... In the country mm. that had that has sort of categorically said, okay, we're going to rely on our inspectors and our enforcers to actually have a lot more latitude in, um, yeah. So that's big. That's what's going on. I mean, and we're. I think that there's a huge logjam of demand in the tiny house industry in general that's still sitting behind this. Are they legal yet? Mm-hmm. Are they legal yet? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Like they're they're waiting and standing back. So I hmm. personally think that every step and every city and every announcement that we make will help um, progress forward to the tiny house movement. Not sure what that's going to look like, but well, uh, yeah, and and that's I, I, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to jump to the guest because this is really relevant mm-hmm. in my opinion to what we're talking about. Of course, so, that's why she's here. Okay, awesome. So we have she's all relevant and stuff. <laughs> so we have Gabrielle <laughs> Rapport. Um, I was going to make a joke about the name, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Who's with us? Oh, fr- <laughs> well, it, you're, it looks like you're missing an A. It, sh- it looks like it should be Rappaport. said Rappaport. I oh. know. I get that all the do time. Do you really? I do. I do. Okay. Well, but there you no, go. So it's not just you. It you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, sh- so she is, are you the founder of? I am. So she- I am the founder and executive director of Operation Tiny Home. Why is it when you click on Operation Tiny, when on your website, you get North Texas Capacity Builders? I have no idea. Really? I've never heard anybody having that issue before. You're the first time. Did you type something did wrong? Did you no, do I clicked Operation it. Tiny House? We did Operate. Oh, yeah. It's it's listed <laughs> OperationTinyHouse.org on the sheet. It's a link, it's a link problem. Ours, oh, okay. And, and we, we work together. They're an amazing organization, but they focus on uh, work in Dallas. 
That's that we were talking about that. Yeah. So in case you're not understanding the read between the lines here, what this means is Michelle typed the wrong email address (laughs) on the research sheet. (laughs) And this is all my fault. So what is your website? Operation Tiny Home. Tiny Home. Dot org. Dot org. Sorry. My bad. No, it's okay. I I was just wondering because we were talking about this before the show that it it looks like you operate only in Texas. And Michelle was like, no, they're across the country. No, she was just here. We are a national nonprofit. Okay, so how long have you been around? So we started in 2014. Oh, you've been here a while. A little while, And And you build tiny homes for veterans. We do. At this point right now, our Building a Better Future for Veterans program is focusing on supporting veterans by teaching them carpentry and construction skills while we're actually building homes that is then donated to support a veteran in need in their community. Well said. What were you doing before this? Me personally, yeah. I um, well, I've always considered myself a social entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's a, a long history of startups and all kinds of different ventures. Um, and I wasn't necessarily in my prior, prior lifetime working in the tiny home industry. However, I've always had a passion for uh, any kind of uh, mission values driven uh, organization. Mm. And were you, are you a veteran yourself? I am not a veteran. Not? Okay. No. All right. So, so the the, what, the reason why I wanted to bring you in sooner than we normally do is to ask how, and may, Michelle might know the answer to this too, how are you putting homeless veterans in these tiny houses that for the most part are illegal to live in? Well, we work with uh, like-minded nonprofits, and so our our agreement with them is is that we always do everything legally, and so their actual mission, mission where whoever it is that we're working with, their mission is to provide housing. Usually, it's through some sort of uh, tiny home village and other supportive services. So we're working with them to make sure that we provide the housing part of the the programming and support them in making sure that everything that we do is legal. So, so when you say, can I just do a quick follow? When you say we make sure we're making sure we provide the housing, you guys are actually building the houses. We and, do, and so your partners make sure that the, the situation's legal. Is, right. That's the, how it Correct. works. Okay. And what do they do to? So I guess the question is, why is it that you guys are able to do this, but other people are having such a hard time? <laughs> well, when you're working with um, your your local community to provide housing for people that are struggling with homelessness, I think there's an opportunity there for people to 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 allow, to yeah, yeah, to allow uh, Godfather in, or <laughs> yeah. you know, allow for for yeah. for living uh, circumstances that nece- aren't necessarily going to be used for the general public. Mm-hmm. I see. So I wanted to put a specific example to that question as well. So I had the opportunity to participate in an operation, uh, you know, operation workshop a couple of weeks ago here in Oregon. And what they did is they actually partnered with an organization called Valiant Seed. Um, they're actually pr- building a quote unquote tiny house village down in, in the Roseburg area in Oregon to benefit female veterans. So how that, what that looks like for this workshop was we actually built an, a four 400 square foot tiny house on a skid. 480 square foot. It was actually pretty big. big. Yeah, Yeah. it was really pretty big. big. So we built it on a skid. We dried it in. You know, we built it on a skid. And then they're literally going to disassemble it 
transport it, and reassemble it on a foundation on location. Where, where in Roseburg? In Roseburg. Hmm. So um, that is that's the execution part. So it's fully legal. It's you know permitted and inspected, right. and you know um, all that fun stuff. So as she said, they go into each area and each partner build partner. They do the you know again the legalization mm-hmm. and the floor plan and mm-hmm. where's it going to go and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. They do that, and then operation comes in and does the actual execution of you know of the of the first part of the build. Is that is that a logical? It is that is. pretty accurate? It is pretty accurate. And and what I love about, for example, what we do with Valiant Seed or what we did with Valiant Seed is is the process of, of launching these programs. We come in and we work with these grassroots organizations and we are working with them, giving them kind of the um, support that they need and uh, bringing in kind of the notoriety of, of Operation Tiny Home and my team. And um, they've transformed policy there in Roseburg because right. of this project. Mm-hmm. So right. this is going to open up a new possibility for affordable housing mm-hmm. in the Roseburg community and, and in Douglas was, County. It was really awesome. I mean, they, they had, you know, they had a lot of volunteers um, from, you know, the local community outside of the veterans community. They also had politicians that stopped by. They had politicians that actually volunteered. There was a lot of press. So, yeah, I I was really, really impressed with how the whole, how the whole thing came together, as I told you then. So, um, two two part question. I'm famous for these two and three part questions. So the the next question is how many have you done? And then um, the, the, then I also want to want you to talk a little bit about the notoriety and and the people that you have supporting you that actually continues to help grow this mission. Okay. Um, so first question is we I've, we've built 15 homes and um, we've helped to launch. I believe seven villages, and um, we've done workshops and and worked with uh, other nonprofits uh, all across the nation. We've done a workshop and helped to provide housing for a veteran in Orlando. Mm. Um, actually, he's in Oviedo now. The home is was transported and put in Oviedo uh, in uh, Veterans Village of uh, Las Vegas. We did a, a program there to help them launch a container housing project, mm. um, and we also did the Veterans Outreach of Wisconsin and. That is an amazing organization. They went. We came in and built their first home, and then came in and helped them launch the last home. I believe 15 homes they have now in that community, um, and that's 15 veterans that are now wow. getting support. In addition to other supportive services, they have access to housing. Uh, we did a, a workshop in uh, Oklahoma. We helped to launch a program in Kansas City. Um, so, and we're going to keep doing this. I think as long as there's a, a need, and as long as there are, are veterans that are in need of housing, and and these uh, grassroots efforts that are looking to create villages, we will be there to support it. When you're so you are a certified nonprofit organization, where does most of your money come from? We have uh, most of our funding coming from corporate donors. Uh, okay. Um, Wells like Fargo. Okay, so you. Wells yeah. Fargo was a, a main partner for this last project that okay. we did. Uh, we have funding from Home Depot Foundation, AT and T Foundation. Okay. Uh, so that's organizations like that. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, I wonder. So I'm I'm addressing this to Michelle, but you can jump into. I wonder if if movements or organizations like this contribute to the smoothing of the gears that l- will eventually lead toward. Um, legalized mm-hmm. tiny house living. Unequivocal, <clears throat> yes. But at the same time, one could also, and we've had this argument, mm-hmm. not an argument, but a discussion mm-hmm. amongst the three of us. So what do you, how do you, and let's pose this towards, sure. towards Gabriel. How do you feel about people who say, people within the tiny house movement who say, 
ask. It's people like you who are tarnishing tiny houses by giving them to the homeless because that makes it hard for mainstream people to want to live in something like that because you're, you're basically typecasting tiny houses as homeless solutions. Sure. Well, something that is really important to, to us is that we are providing uh, affordable housing solutions, and we're doing that through high-quality, custom tiny homes. So we're not building shelters, and we're really focusing on that high-quality custom home that has all the amenities that you would find in a full-size house. And so we're different from, and, and I'm not saying that there's not a need uh, for these um, uh, organizations that are providing temporary uh, housing solutions. That's important, but that's not what we're doing. And I, I, I really feel like as an organization, we want to be able to support the tiny house movement through high quality. And we're not doing just homelessness. Um, we actually have uh, a, a project that we're launching right now in partnership with Sutter Home Sutter Sutter Home Family Winery. Yeah. Um, we're going to be providing down payment assistance grants. And so that would be uh, eligible for anybody who is maybe um, not dealing or struggling with severe housing instability or homelessness, but may be someone who would be interested in that minimalistic lifestyle and wants to live in a tiny home, but doesn't have an extra ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars mm-hmm. laying around. Um, so they would be eligible to apply for our grant program. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm fighting back the wine jokes right now, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Just fighting them. That would be nice. Well, I want to circle back to the notoriety because on top of all these amazing sponsors, um, you have some you have some support of some amazing people that, I mean, you know, they tweet or they post once and, and it gets a lot of attention. Um, so talk a little bit about... Outside of the sponsorship, who who helps carry this? Who helps you carry and promote? And and what's your what's your vision for the future? Well, so first of all, you, Operation Tiny Home would not be who we are, and we would not have done what we've done without the support of Zach Giffen. Mm-hmm. And Zach Giffen, if you don't know who he is, he's the co-host of Tiny House Nation. Um, just an incredible man who is really committed to this movement and um, a real advocate. And uh, it was kind of a cool story in that he, I, I'm, I'm not a big TV person, so I'd never seen the show, but I got a phone call from Zach, and um, I, we had, uh, you know, if you've ever talked to Zach, you know that it's easy to, for an hour to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we had a great connection and a great call, and, um, and we decided um, through many conversations that we would launch the Building a Better Future for Veterans program together. So he's my partner in this, oh, okay. and he's been, he's been just a huge support and advocate, and uh, he's a big reason why we're able to do what we do. Hmm. Any potholes? Always. More <laughs> <laughs> irreverent. Come on, we can't be all <laughs> I wasn't going to be. I was going to just about to ask a more tough question. Yeah. Uh, go for it, Perry. Okay. So it's interesting. The, the, so the luxury homes. So there's a there's a tiny house village in Olympia, Washington that we had on the air. I don't remember Quixote. their name. Yes, mm-hmm. Quixote Village that does more of the shelter type mm-hmm. thing. Transitional housing. Yeah, transitional mm-hmm. housing. And you're, are you new to Oregon? I'm not. I'm moving back from Oregon. So I, I grew up in the Northwest, and I'm okay. a Seattle girl, and, okay. and lived in Oregon for a long time. Okay. Um, but I'm moving back from, okay. from California. All right. So you know that there are many, um, I don't even know if you could call them sanctioned, 
tiny house villages in the Portland area. Mm-hmm. There's one just over the river. As a mm-hmm. There are two over there, actually. And so... Um, are you talking about the hotels or no, the villages? No, 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 no. The actual... I don't know. Shanty towns, mm-hmm. I guess, is what Mark would call them. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Putting words in my mouth. Mark, what <laughs> would you call them? Or countries, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Don't make it political. <laughs> I, I know, sorry. Um, and so the... the so so when you build these luxury tiny homes, are you giving them to the veterans? or And I'm not making a value judgment in either sure, direction, okay? No. Are you giving them to the veterans or are you requiring that they put some skin in the game? So we work with like-minded nonprofits and we really do work with within the, the boundaries of their uh, oh, I programs. See. Got it. And so most of the programs that we work with, they do require their veterans to be, you know, um, they're empowering them to live a life with dignity. And I think a part of that is really making sure that they are contributing. And so how does that look? Whether it would be rent, a monthly rent. I see. Um, uh, we do have one veteran that we built a home for and he purchased the land that the home is, we put the, the home on the land. So, you know, we're, we're definitely, and then also these veterans, many of them, when we do these programs, they are there part of the workshop helping to build their homes with us. So that was going to be my next question is who's actually building the homes? So we do these workshops. We bring in between 30 to 35 veterans oh. and uh, or other people in the community that are like wanting, Michelle. like Michelle, okay. yes. Um, we always invite people of the tiny home community to be a part of it. Uh, and we, we teach them during the that process, Zach Giffen leads those workshops, and um, along with um, we have other team leads that mm-hmm. have been working with me for, for a couple of years now mm-hmm. that are just incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. So fun, so much fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a <laughs> so great fun. time. Yeah, um, but we it's hard work. We you know we put in the hours and we get it done. That's what I love about working with veterans because they're not afraid of yeah. getting dirty and sweaty and working hard. <laughs> I usually have to like convince them that it's time to wrap up. You know. <laughs> Wait, the mission's not done. What are you talking right. about? <laughs> but it's it's um it's a it's about bringing the community together. And one of the things that I think I love most about this is that there's a, a tremendous amount of healing that happens for these veterans because they have the opportunity to connect in a way that they haven't connected with other veterans mm. um, during their time being civilians. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, it's really um, a beautiful a beautiful experience. I've experienced a veteran that we built a home for. Where in he couldn't even get out of the car. He was just crippled with uh, PTSD mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and anxiety. <laughs> and he, within those three days that we were together, um, literally transformed and mm-hmm. went from not being able to even get out of his car for the first three hours of the workshop to by the end of the workshop hugging and um, and laughing and just having such a fantastic oh, yeah. time and feeling so empowered and connected for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I do have to say that is definitely the unique flavor and the unique mm-hmm. um, environment of this particular workshop. You know, I've done the the sit in a conference room yeah. workshops. Right. I've done the Deke Dederson workshops. Yeah. I've done the right. build a house to auction off or build a house to sell workshops. And so I do have to say that out of all of the ones that I've done in the past four years, that was definitely the very unique uh, experience, emotional experience mm-hmm. of 
uh, working alongside veterans. Um, it was funny. I, I did a I did a team lead on one day. I did a, a project with some veterans that clearly knew more than I did about what it was that I was leading them with. But <laughs> but so that was. But they were totally okay with it. Like I mean, we're we're all here. Just it doesn't matter who's leading. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who's following. Um, you know, we all have an open you know um, collaborative experience, and that definitely was the unique flavor, the uniqueness of the this this particular workshop so mm-hmm. i really enjoyed it and she's a taskmaster too so <laughs> like you know, I, can, I can see that you're, you're up <laughs> early in the morning and yeah. you're working late at night and that's another thing too we yep. were really able to accomplish more in the three days that we were building than again some of the other workshops that i participated in which were really more about the overall experience in this one nope it's got to be done right. we we're doing a ribbon cutting <laughs> we we're taking a picture you know like it's it's a very very but i think also um, maybe that's why the veterans also really relate. They relate to the structure and mm-hmm. the, um, the mission, I, the organization. Right, yeah. exactly. So I think that, yeah. that also lended yeah. itself to, to a different, again, totally different um, and really, really rewarding uh, workshop experience for yeah. sure. This uh, One of my favorite social enterprises is called Kaboom. And Kaboom partners with local communities who then participate and work together to build playgrounds for children. Oh, yeah. And they bring them together. And it's like it's very similar feel. I think people come out of it. People get to look back afterwards and say, look what we were a part of making happen. Mm-hmm. No one person made it happen. Everybody did it. Right. That's and so awesome. they they have a builder on this particular house <clears throat> down in Roseburg. And that builder actually texted me a couple of days after the workshop. And he texted me, he goes, this sucks so much. He's like, I feel like all my friends just left town, you know. <laughs> so, again, there's that letdown after that event. And it's so rewarding and, and uplifting the experience, you know. It's really amazing because these these events create families. And, and they stay connected way after we leave. Mm-hmm. And I get to be and see and witness all of these people that are still staying connected because they show up at our next workshop. Right. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Who designs the tiny houses? So we have um, a, a, an architect that Zach has been working with uh, on Tiny House Nation. So oh, okay. that person has been supporting us. And do you, is, is there potentially a TV show coming out of this? Um, I'm gonna say we say don't it. know. Okay. <laughs> That's a no comment. <laughs> you gotta wonder. <laughs> well, it seems like it would make a, it would make oh, a real feel good television oh, yeah. show and hit all the buttons. Yep. And so, especially if you launched it right around Christmas, that would be really amazing. But you're probably not ready for that. Getting into programming now, well, like at 8 p.m. right after the tiny On the other hand, I gotta say, when you hear about how those television shows are filmed and edited, I know, and yeah. Yeah. She wouldn't let us slow down that much. <laughs> like, the, like, She's already acting like the director. Come on now. we got to get this shot. More feeling. Yeah, more feeling. <laughs> Inject. Here, get some, tre- get some tears on that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, it really, it really was, uh, it really was, a, you know, again, a, a different a different kind of experience. Mm-hmm. It was not about the tiny house, ironically enough. It really was. Right. Which, by the way, wasn't really tiny. No, it was, it was our biggest that yeah. we've done so far. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We we did a, a 395 square foot. That was our biggest prior to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty, it was pretty fun. But so. we wanted to make this home ADA compliant, so that was why it was so much bigger. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'm out of questions. So why you, well, <laughs> we're done. Why, why have you decided that's to... That's a wrap. Yeah, why have you decided to move back to Portland? Um, I have family here, and okay. uh, it was just time for me to come home. 
So. so you were in California before. I was in California, and um, I had moved down there because my ex-husband had moved there for a job. Oh, I see. And so we um, we were there for uh, eight years. What part? In Grass Valley, California. Okay. And so we actually, I had 10 acres of land and had the amazing experience of being a country girl. Um, but I am definitely a city girl. <laughs> I'm happy to be back. It's funny. She moved out of Grass Valley, and we had another guest from like four shows ago that just moved to Grass That's Valley. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paused. Yeah. It seemed like it's very familiar. It's a great That's, place. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. place. Cool. Uh, all right, so what's next for your organization and for you personally? We have um, a, a lot that's coming up in, in the next year I'm very like excited a show? about. <laughs> Pardon? Like a show? No. <laughs> we have, uh, like I mentioned earlier, we have the Down Payment Assistance Grant. That's mm-hmm. going to be really cool. We're launching that uh, very soon. And we're hoping that we're going to be able to help many of the people that have been dealing with the, the tragedy of the fires in California. Oh, interesting. But that will also be national. So the, the initial first three or four homes, we're going to focus on trying to help people that are in that area. Um, and uh, and then we're launching a Native American housing program. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, with uh, the Lummi Nation, which mm-hmm. is in Bellingham, we will be doing a build for them, helping them to launch a village there. And um, that's going to be coming up soon in May. Um, actually, we haven't set the date yet, but it'll be early, late, or late spring. Um, and then we are also launching a veterans vocational training program, which is going to be um, a facility here in this area. And it's going to do much more in-depth training programs. We'll probably do more like 16-week programs and have veterans on site while we're building homes. And those homes are then going to be donated to support people that are in need. So this home is, building. Yeah, training. home building training, right? Yes. We'll be, nothing else. Right. We'll be utilizing tiny housing uh, tiny homes as yeah. a carpentry and constructions training cool. program. Very cool. For anyone in the country or anyone in the regional? country. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I wanted to invite you here <clears throat> again, not just to expound your virtues, but to thank you very much for the opportunity and for for everything that you do. It's really, really an amazing program. So I appreciate you taking the time because we, she and I, have been chasing each other for a few months now. Yes, we have. So yeah. <laughs> you both are very busy. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to thank you personally and publicly, and say you're doing an amazing, amazing thing, and I really, really appreciate it very thank much. Thank you. Thank you, Gabrielle Rapport. Thank you for being on the shore. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thank you. And Tiny House listeners, be sure to listen to our show. Uh, P, I meant to say B. Sure you listen to our show next week because we have a, a very important announcement to make. Big time. Big time. Big announcement. And thanks again, for, as always, for listening to us for the last three years. Three years, people. Three years. 170 awesome. plus yep. episodes. Yeah. Very, very awesome. And thank yep. you, Rick. And Rick, thank Rick you Nerney. very much for making us sound as wonderful as we sound because yep. we don't sound like that in real life. I do. <laughs> Speechless over here. Full of beans. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if you remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sitecast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs>